The information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is not to be taken as financial or personal advice. It does not consider your objectives, financial situation or needs. You should consider whether this information is suitable for you and your personal circumstances before acting on it. Hi, and welcome to The Home Run, your guide to buying your first home in Australia. On this show, I'll walk you through the home buying process from every angle. We cover the steps to take, the pitfalls to avoid, and the answers to all your questions you've been dying to ask. No matter what stage you're at, you'll learn everything you need to know about buying your first home. I'm your host, Michael Nasser, and I'm a mortgage broker at Lens Street, and I really love helping people buy their first home. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Monique Ferger. Monique is a buyer's agent at Amy Lenardi Property, based in Melbourne, and she has over 10 years experience in property, both as a buyer's agent as well as a sales agent. As a sales agent, she's been involved in over 500 transactions, giving her in-depth knowledge of both sides of the property purchase experience. This will serve us well in today's episode, as we'll soon find out. In today's episode, Monique and I will be discussing the topic, how to speak effectively to real estate agents. The real estate agent is one of the key people in the purchase of any property. If you're intending to purchase your first home by yourself and not with the help of a buyer's agent, knowing what to ask and when to ask it are critical skills that can assist you greatly with the purchase. And sometimes it's not about the questions you ask. It could be the comments that you make as well and the comments that you don't make. Today, we'll be discussing the importance of the real estate agent in a property transaction, what questions to ask an agent if you're interested in a property, and what to ask an agent if you intend to put in an offer, plus a lot more. Monique provides us with a lot of great insights today, so let's jump in. So Monique, thank you so much for your time today. I'm really sort of looking forward to this topic that we're going to be discussing, how to speak effectively to real estate agents. To get it all going, can we start to get to know you? Can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do and what you've been doing and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So I am a buyer's advocate or a buyer's agent. I got here previous to this, I was actually a a real estate agent, so on the dark side for the last 10 years. So I made the transition about 18 months ago. And prior to that, I started in retail. So effectively, I liked the sales side of what I was doing, decided that I might want to sell something a little bit larger in value. Houses was a good one for that. I went and did my agent's rep, did some work experience, got a job, got sucked into real estate for 10 years, working every single Saturday. And now I've just made the transition across to being a buyer's agent. So that's how I've landed where I am. That makes you perfect for today's conversation because we're going to be talking about how to deal with real estate agents and talk to real estate agents. And you've been doing it for a long period of time. So you've seen it from one side of the fence. And now obviously on the buyer's side, you've got that experience too. So I know the quirks. I know what things used to irk me as an agent. There's some really good agents out there. There's some really shocking ones. There's some patient ones. There's some with absolutely no patience whatsoever. So it's really a minefield that you have to navigate and particularly being a first home buyer. And I think being super prepared, knowing what you're going to say to an agent prior to actually having that conversation can just give you the grounds not to go into a verbal diarrhea mode and disclose way too much information that maybe you want to withhold some of the intel that you have, just not using that against you at a later date. But it is very much about being on their side to a certain degree. The agents are not the worst enemy. Some of them can be, and you just don't want to put yourself in that position. But really, they're the link between the vendor and yourself. And at the end of the day, if you want to purchase a property, 
you need their assistance to a certain degree. They're an integral part of the transaction and we're dealing with them quite consistently when you're looking to purchase. So knowing how to interact and how to say things and what to say and perhaps what not to say as well from time to time and is a skill set, I guess, that obviously you'd be well versed in and hopefully our listeners will get a bit of that insight. So understanding the importance of how to communicate with the real estate agent via questions and what we say and what we don't say, I think it's also important for our listeners to build up the concept of what the role of a real estate agent is in the transaction. If we take it back to that fundamental level, what's the main role of a real estate agent in a property transaction? Well, they're employed by the vendor or the seller first, so that's important to just keep in the back of mind. Their job is purely to find suitable buyers for a said listing and obtain offers or generate competition, whether that be via auction, via private sale, sourcing one particular buyer, or as I said, creating that competition to drive the price as far as they possibly can. They're effectively the meat and the sandwich, they're the middleman, and they're what links us to the vendor. So they are quite important. And I like the perspective that you're bringing to the table here, because to see them as that is really important. And I guess that leads into the next question. Why do we need them? And should we see them as a friend or a foe? (laughs) I would say that we should see them as a friend. And the reason I say that is because the old saying, you catch more flies with honey than what you do vinegar. Some of them we love dealing with. Others we're a little bit cautious and wary of dealing with. And as you go along the property search, you'll kind of work out which agents are easier to deal with and which ones you may have to be slightly more cautious about. But the reason that we need them is that they have all of the communication with the vendor effectively. So if you wanted a certain settlement term or if you only have, say, a 5% deposit instead of a 10% deposit, we're really leaning on that agent to put our case forward to the vendor. So if we're treating them as though they're the enemy and we get them offside or piss them off in one way or another, they're less likely to actually help us particularly if there's a lot of interest on a property. So it is important that we respect them and that we understand that they're actually there to sell the property as well. Like they want to facilitate a deal at the end of the day. They want to get paid. The only way they do that is by making that sale. So if we can treat them with respect, we're likely to get much further with our discussions and And negotiations. The property's not selling without their involvement. So they're a key part of that. So uh, it's important to say that. And I, and I totally agree with you um, to see them as a friend. And obviously, real estate agents have their particular generalizations. And it's important to state that. And that may lead us to act in a certain way when we're interacting with them. And I say we, I'm talking as potential buyers. And so it's important to make sure that we're recalibrating ourselves when we're communicating with them, I believe, just so we can get what we need out of them ultimately, and perhaps not close too much. Yeah. And we also have to remember that they've got hundreds of contacts that have got properties to sell. If we miss out on an apartment at auction or whatever it is, private sale, often they'll have other vendors who are looking to sell similar properties. So if we can be their friend, if they like us, if we're easy to deal with, they're more likely to pick up the phone and say, hey, I've actually got something that's similar. You should come and have a look at this one. Yeah. And I think that big picture mentality is good because you're not just thinking about that one property in that instance. Well, if I'm looking at a certain area, for example, and this real estate agent services that area, then there's going to be something that's going to come on later down the track. So if I get them offside in the first instance, for whatever reason, then maybe that might affect things later on if I'm looking at something else. So, you know, having that big picture mindset for if it's not this one, perhaps it might be the next one. And that's why we've got to maintain that. It's funny how we go into a negative way of thinking straight away. It's like the default is we've got to think of them as foe and it's like we've got to recalibrate our mind to see them as friends. Do you find the same thing in your experience? I think it's really important to remember that they are working for the vendor. And I think that 
it's tricky because some agents are actually really nice and they're really personable and they almost make you feel like they're working for you. And that's a good agent. Like they've got you on side because you're more likely to divulge information. They'll get a lot more out of you like we will with them as well if we're all on the same page and we're all friends. But I suppose at the end of the day, often where the communication breakdown comes from is not asking the right questions. If we don't actually keep in mind that this person is working for the vendor, they're paid by the vendor, they're not paid by the buyer. So I think that it's really, really important to remember our position in the whole process. Yes, they need us, but we need them as well. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head with that because as a buyer and sitting on the buyer side of the equation, they're working for the vendor. I think that negative connotation that may come in is the fact that they do work for the vendor. And because they work for the vendor, it's sort of like them against us. On the buyer side of the equation, obviously where a buyer's agent sits, where a mortgage broker sits, where they're working with the buyer, that's one side. And then we think, okay, well, they're the real estate agent, they're working for the vendor, they're against us. And that might start to predetermine the psychology that we bring to the table when it goes to speaking to them or communicating with them. But rightly so too, because as you've mentioned, their best interest is for the vendor. And so they're trying to ascertain information for the purposes of understanding who's the best person potentially to purchase this house. And for them, that generally means the highest price. And that's their role. And so it's important for us on our side of the equation and or our side of the table to be mindful of what we're saying. So again, and that works into what we're talking about today. When we're talking about this, I think the best way to focus about it is how do we communicate pre-inspection? And that's when you're searching and you're interested and you find something and and obviously you're thinking about all that sort of stuff and what to say at that point, how to communicate in the inspection. So when you're going to inspect the property, when you actually probably meet the real estate agent for the first time and what to say there. And then after that, so whether that you're interested in it or whether you're not interested in it and how to structure your communication and your questions. And obviously throughout that, we'll touch on a few items that you think are really critical from your experience, both as a buyer's agent and as a selling agent too. And again, that's a fantastic insight I think you can bring today. So they're really excited about that. All right. So we're communicating pre-inspection. We've been searching realestate.com and been on domain and we've found a property that we're interested in. What's the best way to express the interest to the agent and what would we say at that first instance? Generally, it's a message, I believe, but it can be a phone call. So what would your tips be for that first point? I would say make the first point of call actually an email inquiry. So chances are you're probably finding out about the property on realestate.com or domain or one of the main websites. Send across an inquiry and just flag that you're interested. The reason I say do an inquiry through one of those websites is most agencies will have a system that sucks your information out and it puts it in their database. So then you're linked to that property. Then what happens is you will then get notifications if there was an early offer that was coming in or if they changed the auction date or the open time changes nine times out of 10, you will get a text message or some sort of notification letting you know of the changes. So flag your interest very early on. In a hot market like we're in at the moment, properties are selling super quickly. Now, where I'm based in Melbourne, you're in New South Wales, I think across the board, markets will differ, but a lot of properties are selling sooner rather than later. So what you want to do is just say, hey, I'm here, please let me know if anything happens. Another thing you could do is just pick up the phone, call the agent in conjunction with the text message or the email that you're sending across and just ask those questions. What's the vendor's timeframe? So if it is going to auction, we know we've got a set auction date, but we don't know if the vendor would consider an early offer. So if the property's gone online on say Tuesday or Wednesday, first open is on Saturday, you're anticipating that the property will definitely be available on Saturday. But if the owner is really motivated to sell, they could potentially take an offer prior to. So it's always a good idea to just put in a call with the agent and ask them if there's any need for speed, if you need to get through sooner than Saturday. You'll probably be met with 
a heap of questions coming back. So just be prepared when you do make that phone call that you will get quizzed on price. Have you got finance approved? And I think that's just before we delve any further, I think it's really important for buyers to not go into grilling the agent if they're not actually in a position to buy the property. If you're asking all of these questions, you're taking up all of this time, and then the agent finds out that you're not even pre-approved and ready to buy, you may just get them offside. That's a really great point. To yourself distinguish, and when I say yourself, obviously as the buyer, distinguish what stage are you really at? And that might determine what type of message you may send because you may be, for example, just interested and not necessarily finance approved, but maybe you've already had a chat with the broker and you know roughly what you can do and that's given you the confidence to start looking. But I guess ascertain as to what level on the serious spectrum you're on. And if you're really serious, obviously send a message via email or text and then call the agent. That's when you're very serious about a property. Well, you could send across the inquiry so that you get notifications because for them it's not any additional work. So you might just put in there monitoring the market or in the process of organising finance. So you can always leave a little message there. I wouldn't be going to the stage of making the phone call with the agent if you are still yet to be in a position to buy. Because really, if an offer comes in for Saturday inspection, well, you're not going to be in a position to do anything anyway. So it defeats the purpose. Yeah. And you mentioned there like monitoring the market. And I think it's also good to mention that in your inquiry, perhaps when you're sending that first one off, if that is actually what you're doing. So being, I guess, true to yourself at that moment and not trying to lead anyone on in terms of what stage you're really at. So I think that's great. You've got those little tick boxes as well. So monitoring the market, you do have to be careful that you're not downplaying your interest in your circumstances, only because if you do tick that monitoring the market box, or you say, I'm just researching, they'll probably just fob you into a section that says, okay, you're not ready to go we're not going to deal with you. Be quite honest and open with the agent as to where you're at. There's absolutely no harm in telling them that information. Yeah, and I get it. At this stage, we can be totally honest. As we go through the process, maybe there might be other stages where we're not as honest, and I'm not sure if that's the best way to put it, but we might be keeping some more cards to our chest. But at the initial stage, be really open, be honest, as you've mentioned, and then obviously that will lead us to the next stage. So I guess now... We've indicated that we're interested. We've sent off the inquiry. The agents advised us when the open is and we've decided that we're going to go out and see the property. And so now we're going to be attending the inspection and this is going to be the first time we meet the real estate agent. So what would be the best thing to do? So we get to the open house and what's the best way to express the agent what we're thinking, what we're doing or what to say effectively at that point? So you notice a lot of my answers here start with be prepared or the question about price. A lot of agents won't actually ask you where you see value or what you'd pay for the property, but some of them will. And I think that a lot of buyers are just caught off guard when they have that question put in front of them and they answer it. And you don't necessarily want to tell the agent what you're prepared to pay for a property prior to be putting in that position where you have to make an offer. So it's okay to be a little bit vague. It's okay to say, I don't know. What you want to do is just withhold that information of what you're actually prepared to pay for the property. So that's the first one, be prepared. Secondly, let the agent know if you're interested. There's no point in withholding interest. We've had instances where we've heard of buyers who have gone through an open for inspection and dad's told them, downplay your interest. Tell them you're not interested. You don't want them to get too excited. So they say to the agent, not interested or, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we'll think about it. Only for somebody else to make an offer and this particular buyer not even get a call to say, hey, it's going to be sold. So it is interest to say, yes, please keep us in the loop. Once they've got that feedback that you're interested, they will go through a barrage of questions. The other thing to say is if you're not interested in the property, tell the agent. 
you don't have to be rude about it. You can just say, look, this is the reason that it's not suitable. Try and be constructive with the criticism as well. What you want to do is be respectful and you want the agent to then be like, oh, those guys were really nice. Well, that one, she was lovely. She was so easy to deal with. I have something similar around the corner. I'm going to see if that one will work for her. So what you want to do is keep that communication flowing, even though you've said this property is not actually for me. Again, a lot of people will get the advice that they should be bagging the property or they should point out all the negatives, tell the agent everything that's bad about the property and then he'll go back to the owner and he'll tell them the 10 things that are wrong with the property. I can guarantee you he's already passing on the negative feedback. You don't want to be a pain in the ass. It's not the agent's property for them to be offended, but at some point it does go from being constructive to just rude. Yeah. So just be careful there. I think you can say things in a nice way. I think that's a great point to sort of pull that one apart a little bit. The agent knows probably all the things that are wrong with it that you see. They've probably seen it and they've discussed it with the vendor. So that's a great point. But if you were, I guess, to provide something I think you said be constructive with your criticism. It could be something, say, a personal thing as an example. You might say that perhaps in that conversation where that property isn't right for you and it could be one of those reasons. So I guess as long as there's some type of something constructive about what you're saying, that's good. So like, you know, I don't like the fact that it's, you know, not north facing or it could be like something in particular that you know you're after and that it's not there. Then you can obviously say something, but it would be more like, you know, don't bag the property and don't just be rude about it. You might say, oh, the second bedroom's a little bit small. We really need to get a double bed in there. And I guess a good agent would make note of that and then obviously say, well, I've got something else that's coming up that you might be interested in. And if you do sort of that constructive communication, then that big picture mindset of knowing, okay, maybe it's not this one, it might be the next one. And maybe this agent might be the one that can assist me with that potentially. Totally. And then just on the flip side, so we're talking about don't be too negative, don't be too excited. And I'm one of those people as well. I walk through properties and I go, oh, my God, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And then I look to the next property and I get really excited about that one. I've learned in my job not to get excited about <laughs> everything. <Yeah>. Be balanced. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But some people do get really excited and they rush up to the agent and they, oh, my God, yes, we love it. We love it. We love it. You don't want the agent to have the impression that you'll pay whatever you want and there's no other properties on the table for you. So that's another good tip is always have something else that you're looking at. Another property that you're considering, play on the fact that, yes, we're interested in this one, but we don't absolutely have to have it. If you are one of those people who does go through the opens and you fall in love with everything that you see and then you go away and you write down your pros and cons and you work out, oh, actually, yeah, this one doesn't work for me. I loved it. I love the kitchen, but it's on a main road. If you're one of those people who does get immediately excited, maybe do your whole day of open for inspections or just let the information sit. You also want to try and avoid having conversations with the agent in front of everybody else. So sometimes that's useful to say, okay, well, I don't want everybody else knowing my circumstances. If you want to ask certain questions or if you're really flagging your interest, if you're asking questions about settlement, what the vendor's expectations are on price, it's just flagging to everybody else that you've got an interest in the property. So sometimes it's good to just remove yourself Then you can get the agent's full attention. You're likely to get more honest and straightforward answers as well. So if you're having that discussion, if you're asking where the vendor's expectations are or maybe they're not completely in line with the quote range, you're likely to get slightly more feedback than if he's got 10 other people standing around him and somebody could likely archive. Yeah, that makes sense. And when it comes to the inspection itself, are there any particular questions that should be asked? Is there anything that should be said? Is there anything that shouldn't be said other than what we've discussed to this point? Try not to turn other buyers off 
I think there was an ad on, it was for realestate.com or one of those main websites where somebody was walking through the property and saying, oh, geez, the hedges, the hedges are bad. And, you know, <laughs> trying to turn everybody else off yeah. the property. You'll probably get the agent offside if you're, you're talking negatively and other people can hear you. That's one way to get on the naughty list. Other than that, don't get too excited. Don't tell them what you're prepared to pay. If you are one of those people who divulges too much information, go away, have a phone call with them once you've calmed down and you're prepared and you know what you're happy to share and what you're going to withhold. Yeah. So it's almost like the inspection isn't necessarily an area for much communication with the agent at that point. Obviously, it's more about you doing your research and making your notes and trying to be as balanced as you possibly can be, um, not showing excitement, but not being too disinterested and then just going through it and then collating your questions. And then I guess that would lead to the next stage. One thing I wanted to circle back to was the price. That's probably one of the first questions an agent will generally try and ascertain. And I think they're trying to determine whether how serious you are about purchasing. Are there certain questions that they ask to get that answer that isn't clear? Or is there a certain way that they find that out? It depends on the agent. And I suppose the ones that you feel like are your friends, they're the really good ones because they will ask the questions in a really soft manner. So yes, there are a few little tools that they'll use. Remembering that just because you've got a budget of say 500,000, it doesn't mean that you're going to spend 500,000 on every property. Hmm. So you can always keep a few little things in your back pocket. You want to do work to a property or yes, we've got 500 to spend, but it has to be in our dream location. It has to tick all of the boxes. So you're leaving yourself a little bit of wiggle room there. The questions that they can sometimes ask indirectly to try and suss out where you are on price. The easy one is what's your budget or what are you looking up to? What are you hoping to spend? Secondly, they can ask you what other properties you've looked at. That's a good one for them to gauge how genuine you are and how far along the process you are. They're probably the main ones other than the direct questions. It's also a good tip to go in a little bit armed if you are wanting to have that conversation with the agent on the spot. Step back and say, okay, what's my story here? What am I saying? What am I looking at? What am I looking for? Formulate a bit of a list of properties that are currently on the market that you can say, I'm looking at properties one, two, and three. I haven't worked out the order yet. I think this one's my favorite, but I'm not sure. I'm still considering them. Make sure they're consistent, even if it is a little bit of porcupines. Make sure they're consistent, like you're not looking at two properties at 900000 and then you're looking at this one that's 500000 because the agent will go, mm, yeah, it's, doesn't you know, how does that work? Yeah, so you make sure they're consistent, but just go in armed with some information mm. to say, okay, if they really quiz me and I get myself in a position, what are the other two properties that I'm going to talk about? Another way that I've heard is a good way to respond to that type of question is, and maybe this is a bit of a smug response, so perhaps not the best one, but I'm prepared to pay market value or whatever the market research is. What would you think about a response in that nature or in that line? It's just indicating that you're playing the game. Look, you can have a level of transparency. Don't feel like you're giving everything up by giving them a little inch. You just want to give them a little taste. Got it. All right. So we're now back home. The end of the day is over. We've got our properties that we're interested in. We've figured it out. We've gone through it. What would be some of the questions that we're asking of a real estate agent once we have determined that we are interested in a particular property that we've viewed? Firstly, it's really, really important to understand the process. So whether it be auction, private sale, expression of interest, there's lots of other methods of sale. If it's an auction, is it going to sell before or would the owner consider selling prior to auction? If it's a private sale, is there a cutoff date or are you putting a time frame on when offers need to be in by? Understanding the timing is probably the number one question that you need to ask yourself. Number one, work out the timing. 
Secondly, you need to work out the process that the agent is taking. So if it's going to auction, that's probably the simplest method. You turn up on the auction day, there's bidding, you disclose your hand, and you're only going to pay a certain amount above the next person if it's under competition. If it's a private sale or an expression of interest, the way that, or even an early offer, agents handle multiple parties of interest differently. So it's really, really important to keep asking questions at this stage. So say, for instance, it's private sale. Okay, I'm interested. I'd like to make an offer. You flag that to the agent. If I do make an offer, what's the next step? Will you cut everybody else out if I pay the asking price? Some agents will say yes. Some agents will say, oh, no, no. If we've got other people, we have to let them know, which is absolutely remembering that even if you pay the asking price, they're working for the vendor. So if somebody's prepared to pay more than you, well, then that's they're doing the right thing by the vendor. So if they're in a position where they say, no, we'd have to give everybody else ample opportunity. Well, how will you be handling that? I was quite lucky. I worked for an agency that had very, very clear processes. They put them in writing. They sent them out to the buyers. So the buyers knew if I make an offer, this is how it's going to be handled. So there was no gray area. There's a lot of agencies out there that don't have a process. They actually don't know the process as you're talking to them. They're just working it out as they go. So it's just little bit flippant. So it's very important to almost ask them the questions so that they feel accountable to run it the way they've told you. So with an auction, it's obviously clear, right? So we're attending the auction. That's nice and simple. If it's an auction, we also should find out if they're open to offers before. Is that an important question to ask? It's important. And even if you're not thinking about making an offer before the auction, somebody else might be. Yeah, okay. But understanding whether the owner is open to it will give you an understanding of how quickly you might have to get your ducks in a row. Once we've got an auction in two weeks' time and you know that the owner is prepared to take offers beforehand, I would be doing all of my due diligence immediately just in case somebody else makes an offer and we have to move really quickly. And it doesn't go to auction and therefore you've missed out. The clear thing about that is that there is an auction date that acts as the end. It's going to, something's going to happen either by the auction or before auction. That looks after a lot of the process potentially. It's actually interesting because a lot of private sales as well They don't advertise a close-off date, but when you call the agent, they say, oh, yeah, we're looking to have all offers by X date. So even though it's advertised, they've told the owner we're going to run it for four weeks or three weeks or whatever it is. So they're already putting this time frame in buyers' minds that if you don't ask that question, you could just be like, oh, I'll be let know when it happens. Little do you know that they're actually prepping everybody for a close-off date at safe time. Yeah, so with that auction, it's clearly advertised. That date is two weeks from now. And so it's going to happen either before or after that. That's when it's a little bit ambiguous. And that's where you we need to get clarity. And I think that's what you were saying, where you've got to understand the process. So one of the questions that you're going to be asking is, what's the process of the sale? Well, how would you proposition that question? So what you'd be asking first is, what will happen if I make an offer? Will you go back to anybody else or will you keep our offer undisclosed? Secondly, what happens if somebody else wants to participate? How will you handle that? Thirdly, how quickly is the vendor likely to come back to me with an answer on my offer? Next question. If somebody else is prepared to pay more than my offer and the vendor says yes to my offer, how long will you give everybody else to make up their mind? So you can then start to set up a bit of a strategy rather than just putting all your cards on the table saying, here's my offer, and then only get strung along. You know, it goes on for three or four days. You get annoyed. The agent says, well, there's other people interested. Make sure you know what you're dealing with 
before you make the offer. That's critical, I think. And getting that framework in your mind set up so you know what to expect it will help you in that process too of not being upset or not getting strung along or feel like that's what's happening. And then emotions might kick in and then all of a sudden you might be really upset and you might call the agent and say things like it can just... A lot of relationships are burned between yeah. buyer and agent. A buyer makes an offer, an agent hasn't explained the process and the buyer hasn't asked the questions. Mm. And then all of a sudden, this buyer's missed out on the property and they're blaming the agent. Feel very strongly about this. Agents don't disclose what they're going to do enough. They don't give buyers enough time to say, I understand you want to make an offer. Just a heads up, this is how I'm going to handle it. Yeah. It's not in their interest to do that mm. because they might want to chop and change it. They're making themselves accountable. So that's why they're not forthcoming with that information. Yeah. But if you ask them direct questions, at least you've got it. What would you do in the event that you ask those questions, but maybe the answers aren't as clear as you'd like? Do you re-ask them or how would you yes. handle that? Re-ask them. Yeah. Okay. And this is why I said before, sometimes agents won't know what they're doing. So in which case we always say, try and drive it yourself. So okay. try and say, okay, well, we're prepared to make an offer. We understand that there might be other interests and we're not trying to cut anybody else out, but we need to get some clarity around the timeframes because we've got another property down the street that we're considering that goes to auction on Saturday. Just always have another option that, yep. hey, if this one doesn't land, that's cool. We've got another one. Just keep asking the questions. Sometimes you might feel like you hang up the phone and you go, I'm not really sure that they're going to go by that. Yeah. Put it in a message and just say, hey, sorry, I just want to make sure I've got this 100% clear, write it out step by step, send it to the agent and have them confirm it. At the end of the day, the vendor might turn around and say, well, yeah, that's what you said, but I'd rather run it this way. You have to be prepared for that, but we're just giving you the tools to put yourself in a position where you have as much information as you're ever going to have yeah. so that you set the strategy up and you yeah. can also manage your expectations to yeah. say okay what does an acceptable offer mean have i bought the property or is it acceptable to the vendor then other people will be told about the offer and i love that clarity and that type of framework to work towards i think that's awesome so that's great insight so that's if we're interested obviously what if we're not interested in a property circle back to let's give them constructive criticism. We've already covered that fairly extensively. The second one would be ask if they've got anything else. Have you got anything else that's similar? You may as well use that experience to try and find another property. Often they will have other opportunities that they can tip you into. Yeah. So always ask the question. You might also ask to go on their database. Some agents will send out weekly emails yeah. or some of them will have off-market lists that they can add you to. Yeah. Just flag, we're really interested, we're ready to go. This one just didn't quite hit the mark. Can you help us? Yeah. If you do something like that where you actually say if there is anything else, if you see a couple of agents in a particular area, it'll only be a matter of time before they probably do have something for you as well. So doing it a couple of times with a couple of agents will keep you in the loop and it'll keep you on their radar too. Is there like a rationale that you use for how often you would follow up or you think a first home buyer should be following up? Or is it a matter of just if that's they're interested and they want to look for something else, is it just a matter of just staying on real estate, staying on domain? Or should they be checking in with them every week or two weeks or one month and say, is there anything else at this point? So some agents, some opens you'll go through or inspections you'll go through and you really click with the agent and they're open to communicating and they're happy to take your calls and you know they've got the time of day for you those ones stay in contact with them drop them a text hey we're still looking have you got anything yeah. i'd be doing that maybe not weekly but every second week chances are you'll see them at a few open for inspections but there's no harm in dropping them a text message yeah. if they're still communicating with you yeah. i want to be one of those people who's texting them every week and the agent's not responding you're probably just going to get a mass text message if they do have something. Yeah. So you're probably wasting it. Yeah. In doing that, what you start to figure out are the agents that are good. And when it comes to you listing your property, maybe you'll 
come back to that time where you were like, oh, hold on, that agent was quite good because they communicated really well. Maybe they're the sort of person I want to be selling my property in the event I sell my property in the future. So it sort of speaks to the agent at that particular point as well. You yeah. will remember if you're treated really poorly by an agent and you'll remember if you're treated really well by an agent. Yeah. So just, yeah, yeah, it's good to be observant because you will be a seller at some stage. So I guess to summarize it all, what would be three tips for first home buyers that you'd have with regards to speaking effectively to a real estate agent? The first one is be prepared. Know what you're going to say to the agent. Make sure that you've come to the inspection with the information that you're prepared to divulge and the information that you'd like to hold back and just be really conscious of that. The second tip is make sure that the agent knows that you're interested. So don't downplay your interest too much. You can downplay it a little bit, but don't go to the point where you say, eh, yeah, here and there, mm -hmm. not really that key. Mm -hmm. Make sure they know that you want to know if somebody else makes an offer. And then the third one is if you're not ready to buy, don't grill the agents. Yeah. That's a really good way to get a bad reputation in the market. And they all sit around at sales meetings. And if you're that person that's constantly calling them and that's harassing right. them and asking a million questions, and then they find out that you're not ready to buy for six months, you'll get a big crap, big yeah. black crap next to your yeah. name. So yeah. be honest with the agents to a certain degree. Thank you very much. I mean, there was so much insight and so many things that we discussed there and so many questions that we should be penning in, I guess, when it comes to talking to real estate agents. And I, I think it's important to disclose, I mean, we love real estate agents. I mean, they're very important in, in the property transaction and we don't want to make it sound like it was a real estate bashing session. Not all, but I mean, generally we do. Um, <laughs> it's just a matter of understanding how important they are in that context of the purchase and knowing that, like we've said a couple of times now, you really need to have them on your side if you're going to purchase a property that you really like. And so making sure that you're always thinking about that and sort of the ends justifies the means in that regard. So if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you to find out more? You could visit the website, amylenardi.com.au. Email monique at amylenardi.com.au and my contact number 0424-584-759. And all those details will be available in the show notes. So if you do want to reach out, feel free to jump on the show notes and you'll see those details there. Definitely after having these types of conversations, really shows the value of a buyer's agent and what they can do. There was so much that we thought about there and so many things that we discussed. And it's going to be hard for an individual to always remember that, but you guys are doing it day in, day out. It's just your bread and butter. So what comes naturally to you may not come naturally to buyers. So it just really highlights to me why you would use a buyer's agent. I mean, there's just so much information. There's just so much knowledge and there's so much insights that you guys bring. So um, no, I think very valuable for first-time buyers and definitely something they should consider. Thank you so much, Monique, for your insights and for your thoughts on today's episode. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Home Run, your guide for buying your first home in Australia. This podcast was produced by Lendstreet. Lendstreet is a mortgage broker and home loan specialist that helps first home buyers find the right loan to meet their needs. We know applying for a loan can be overwhelming and complex, so we help guide and support first home buyers through the process from start to finish. To find out more, head to our website, lendstreet.com.au. We've also put a link in the show notes. To make sure you don't miss an episode of The Home Run, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps others find the show. I'm Michael Massa, and we'll be back next episode covering another step on the journey to owning your first home.